You're listening to A Slice of Therapy with me, Alan Parry. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about the incumbency fallacy. That's incumbency. So an incumbent just means the person who is currently holding office. So the current president of the United States is the incumbent president. And I mention that example because back in 1951, the USA actually passed the 22nd Amendment to the US Constitution. And that amendment actually limited presidents to serve in no more than two terms. So the most that a president can serve is two terms of office. Now, the reason why this happened is because Franklin D. Roosevelt had won not one, not two, not three, but four elections as president. And so the lawmakers started to get worried about the extra power that might be being held by the incumbent simply because they were the incumbent. That there might be a special power that is given simply to the way that things are. And it's an interesting thing because this is true of ideas and situations too. When an idea and a situation is in place, we can think that it's not changeable. We can assume that that's the way it is. And because that's the way it is, that must be the way it's always been. And so therefore, that must be the way it's always going to be as well. It's that special power that we give simply to the way that things are. And we assume that because they're that way now, they must have always been. And that's the only way they can be. And so that incumbency, that situation or idea that's already in place can actually limit us in all sorts of ways. You know, for Many, many, many years, for all of human history, in fact, it was believed that it was impossible for the human species to run a mile any faster than four minutes. Nobody could run a four-minute mile. In fact, some people actually believe that if we tried, we'd do all sorts of damage to ourselves. We'd kind of implode. And it was a fair assumption because... For all of human history, as far as we knew, nobody had actually broken that barrier of the four-minute mile. Nobody. And then, in 1954, Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile. This thing that was absolutely impossible had now been broken. Now, for all of time, nobody had done that because everybody believed it was impossible and he did it. And the weird thing is that in the year that followed, like within a year of him doing this impossible thing, 37 other people had done it too. The year later, 300 more. Suddenly, this thing that was impossible was now more than possible. And it seemed everyone was doing it. And it's interesting because once we have this sense of the way things are, 
it can limit our sense of the possible. So if I've never made money, then I can believe that I can't make money and I won't. If I've never found love, then that must mean that I won't find love. If I've never won anything, then I won't win anything. Or even we might say, well, I'd love to do that, but it's just not possible. The thing is, though, is it true? And there's a couple of questions that we can start poking whether that's true. And the first one else is, the first one is, has anyone else ever managed it? Because if you find someone who has already managed that thing that you're saying is not possible for you, then they become your Roger Bannister. So just knowing that somebody out there has done it can be as powerful it was as it was for those 337 people who suddenly broke the four-minute mile once Roger Bannister did. Because it changes our sense of the possible. And that in itself is a powerful thing. And, you know, for that matter, this thing that you say just isn't possible. When you look into your own history, have you ever managed it? One of the things I like to ask people when I work with them is, tell me about a time when you've done this thing that you'd like to do. Because typically, when we go into our past, this thing, this current reality that we find ourselves locked within, that we think, oh, it's always been this way and it always will be, so therefore it's not possible. Strangely enough, when we look back into our history, you find that actually we've done it before. Now, I tell myself that I could never run. I just clearly was not a runner. And the reason why I told myself that was... Because I wasn't running and I wasn't finding the motivation to run. And if I run, it might be once every now and again and then I'd stop. And yet, when I looked into my own history, three years earlier, I'd successfully trained for and run a 5k race. So if it wasn't possible for me to run, how on earth had I done it three years earlier? And so... Even yourself, you can be your own Roger Bannister because when we're trapped in an incumbent idea or an incumbent situation, simply because it's like that now, we can kid ourselves that that's the way it must always have been and that's the way it always will be as well. And yet when I checked, I found out that that wasn't true at all. And this is powerful, this uncovering of this incumbency fallacy, as I call it, this lie that what is in place now is the way it's always been, is the way it can always be. Because when we change our sense of the possible, the possible changes. Just as it happened once Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile, the possible changes, and so Reality changes too. And so what we have then, once we discover this role model who has done this before, this thing that we tell ourselves is not possible, once we find that, in fact, we are our own Roger Bannister because we notice that we've done it before, or even some element of it, what that gives us is a new belief and a really empowering question. And the new belief 
is I could do that. No longer that this is impossible. No longer that I'm trapped by the current situation. And that how things are now must be how they always are. But I could do that. And the empowering question that that gives us is that when we find someone else who's done it, we can ask, well, how? How did they do it? And if it's us, even better, because we can ask ourselves, well, how did I do it before? When I'm there thinking that I can't run, and then I realise that three years earlier I did actually train and I run a 5k race. How on earth did I do that? Because by digging into that with our new belief of the possible, we can actually uncover the techniques and the strategies that help us change the current reality and create a brand new one. Or to put it another way, to change life itself. So let's recap. We saw, first of all, that the US Constitution was changed in order to limit the power of the incumbent president. Because they believed it had a special authority as Roosevelt just kept winning and winning and winning and winning elections. And we saw too how this was the case with ideas and situations as well. That until Roger Bannister broke the four minute mile, it was considered humanly impossible. And then automatically 37 others did it within the space of 12 months. And we looked at this thing that I've been calling the incumbency fallacy, the belief that how it is now is like some kind of natural law. And that's how it's always been. And so that's how it always will be. And we looked too at how to find role models either out there in the world or our past selves. Breaking that incumbency fallacy and building a different sense of the possible, because once we do that, we can dig into how this supposedly impossible thing was achieved and build some strategies to do it too. So if you like this idea, then let me know what you think of it. And of course, you can work with me one-to-one. I'm Alan Parry. You can find out more at liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk, even if you're not local, because I do work online. And please share the episode with others who might benefit You might enjoy the episode. And of course, please subscribe to the podcast yourself because it's completely free and it means that you'll never miss an episode again. So thanks very much for listening and I'll be back again tomorrow with another one.